Okay, ladies and gentlemen, this is Ben Kitchings of the History Voyager. I'm talking to Sean. Sean, why don't you do us all a favor and tell basically the internet why I was eager as all get out to talk to you. Well, ben, Benjamin, um, about eight years ago, I or eight or nine years ago now, I, I was looking for a, a change in life and it kind of became a toss of a coin between Mexico and China. So I decided I was going to go to China and see for myself what it was all about. So I left for Beijing about nine years ago. And that's okay. what we're going to talk about because we're going to talk we're going to talk about authoritarianism and China is a good example. Well, first, I mean, I, I'm going through this kick because of my podcast where I literally talk to people all over the world. OK, I'm going through this kick where I, I love to talk to people about their authoritarianism or or what if they're in an authoritarian regime or whatever about their country's authoritarianism but i want to relate it to your daily experience or your like how do you how do you realize in the morning that you're you know in the morning so to say how do you realize you're in an authoritarian regime (laughs) well um the first thing that happened to me was they lied to me in the beginning. Of course, so I was promised a job and I was told it would be X. And when I got there, you know, they lied to me. So I flew all the way there and it wasn't quite what I had expected. Yeah, I was teaching, you know, but it was, wasn't quite what I expected. And then I felt like they were watching my internet too. When okay. I was, when I, I just someone was there. When you say you felt like they were watching your internet, yeah. I mean, you mean I I I, I don't want to sound I I don't want to sound funny, but like felt like like uh, how? <laughs> well, in, in in a practical sense. Uh-huh. When I first got to China in 2012, uh, the internet wasn't so censored. Then, okay, um, you could you in Beijing it was censored a little bit, and in Shanghai it was free. You could you could log on to anything. Okay, and uh, over time, more and more websites got banned. I don't think people realize you can't look at Facebook wikipedia reddit everything's banned so it's a daily um i used to have a code word with my uh my woman who i was living with and i would say green the green light is on that meant that meant the internet was my vpn was working and uh, when it didn't work i would say the red light is on so, okay. so that okay, and you would say these because because uh, did you think your house was being bugged or your apartment was being bugged? Or? 
Now, my house wasn't bugged, but from a few times in different places that I lived, the police would knock on the door to say oh. hi. Okay. And uh, a, fr- a friend of mine in Beijing told me during the last year or two, he's seen in his own apartment building people being sealed in. It's tr- it's a true story. And the police have called him a couple of times to make sure that he's living in the place that he's registered to live in. They've called him. Why would the police uh, want to seal somebody in their apartment? Why wouldn't they just take him to jail? Oh, no, this is this is because of the uh, the, the virus. All right, because people. of COVID. Okay, because of COVID, yes. But you're supposed to uh, register with the police. When you move into a new apartment, you have to go down to the police station and tell them where you are. And did you what know you, that? I, I did not know that per se. I did know, okay, I had, I don't know how much of my podcast you've been able to hear. I interviewed a woman who has studied China. She's English, but she yeah. studied China and she lived there for a while. Yeah. And she said that you could, there were tiers of cities, there were levels of cities, if you will. Right. And you could live in, you could live in the same level. But you couldn't move down a level and you couldn't move up a level. Mm. Well, that's called there's 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 two two things for expats like me, the expat group, we would call it tier one. That's Beijing, Shanghai, Shenzhen, Guangzhou. Those are your your cool cities. And then there's tier two and tier three. Just in, in in terms of you know, you know size and sophistication, what she was referring to was called the hukou. Okay. So I had a friend. I had a friend who wanted to live in Beijing, and and have um you know the 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 the, the child go to school in Beijing, but it okay. was not possible because the hukou was for a different city. Uh, so, the, so every everyone in China has a hukou card, an ID card, and that that only allows you to work and send your kids to school in a specific place, and you have to ask permission, beg to. Uh, so, so it's not even like you can move to a different city. You can't even move. Like you can't move out of that city, is what you're saying. You could move, but you couldn't work, and you can't get health care, and uh, your kids can't go to school. So there are migrants who live in some of the bigger cities, and uh, they're like, you know, shadow people, the migrant workers. Okay. Okay. Wow. So, but so expats are allowed to move from city to city then, or? Yes. Yes. Why do they do that? Yeah, we, Why do they allow expats to do something they don't allow their own people to do? Ah, 
Right. I think it's part of the dissident exchange program between America and China. <laughs> no, I, I have but, no idea. Well, maybe could, could it be possibly because they want uh, they want certain people? Think about it. If you're an expat of any country in China, you're probably one of the smarter people of your own country, right? You know. Well, yeah. The the reason they do it is because eventually they have to, you're supposed to register anyway, so okay. so they keep tabs on you when you check into the hotel. Uh, okay. You know, the hotel sends your passport to the police station, you know, yes. electronically, and yes, and yes. they just started my, one of my favorite hotels in Shenzhen. Um, the last time I was there, they scan your face also. Uh, oh, I've heard about that. Yes, I've heard about yeah. that. Yes, There's a lot of face scanning. The the I we went to a a, a mountain park like a, a you know this like um yes you know a touristy mountain park with the with the statues and the walk around in the and you had to face scan in order to get in. Have to face scan to get on the train, like the Amtrak, the version, you know, the high speed rail. You need yeah. to scan your face to get on. Very but nice. but but expats only have to show their passport. We don't okay. have to do the face scan. Here's a thought that I just had. I've never had this thought before. You were here for it. <laughs> um, okay. what would happen? If an expat sort of got into a relationship with a Chinese native, like, well, I should hope so. Like, what would happen legally? Could that ah, could right, that Chinese? Good. You see what I'm saying? That's a good question. Could that I would say. As things progress now, because in the last eight or nine years, the freedom has only gone downhill. If things keep progressing the way they are, do you remember the pictures that you saw in in school history pictures of what happened to the French women after World War Two in, in Paris? They were paraded yeah, down the street. I do. I remember that. Yeah. I could envision in a worst case scenario that that would happen if, where, if, if where things the, keep getting back. Where the Chinese people would would see them as collaborators. That's right. Okay. Yeah. So, okay, the Chinese people in generally, I mean, generally see the West as bad good indifferent uh, okay well here's where here's where where the the time frame and the fact that i was able to be there for so long uh when i first arrived um it at, being a foreigner was golden and everybody wanted to stand next to you and talk to you and be your friend okay. and over time over time, that has very much changed. To where they're much more xenophobic or they're much more... 
Yeah, what? there's still a politeness. Okay. And, you know, but uh, but the uh, the the enthusiasm is long gone. The enthusiasm is gone. All right, all right, all right. So, um, all right. If you will, I can vouch. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I can vouch for that. Just just in 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 like being on the subway, in the beginning, people okay. wanted to be close to you. Yeah. You know, stand next. And now they deliberately will turn their back on you and move away. It's unbelievable. It's really fascinating. Change. I wonder if that's because it's an authoritarian regime and they want to be seen as performing properly. It, uh, this all changed when she... Uh, it all began to gradually change when the the new president uh, came into office in uh, I think it was either the fall of 2012 or the or or 2013. Okay. I don't quite recall, but after he became the president, uh, it gradually started to change. Okay. Okay. Yeah. One of um, I. I, I can I tell you the first sign? Oh, sure, sure. No, I, I want to talk about that. That's why I want to talk to you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the first thing I saw was very small, and nobody would have really noticed it. But in in, in like the Starbucks cafe or, or the different coffee shops, the, the uh, chairs and tables, the chairs and tables that were on the sidewalk were removed. So, so it was just a, a, a little bit of way to get people to not be able to congregate and, and, and talk freely. And by 2017, there was something called the brickening. Have you heard of the brickening? I have not. What's the brickening? Uh, so that that's where all the little side street bars and coffee shops in the center of Beijing were were literally bricked up and closed. First they were bricked up for a month or two, and then they were closed. And okay. probably dozens, dozens, maybe a hundred were 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 closed. And you would say this was about twenty twelve or twenty thirteen or uh the brickening happened in twenty seventeen. So that okay. was the, the ex- acceleration of the uh that was the acceleration yes. of, of closing yes okay a friend of mine cried i remember we were walking through the side streets are called hutongs the, the small neighborhoods in the center of beijing and a friend of mine uh cried oh okay just by by seeing by seeing it you know the seeing all the little yes. places, you know, my Chinese friend cried seeing seeing all the, the places yes. and bricked up. Yes. Yes. So I guess because uh, they knew, I mean, I guess there was that they saw that like an omen. 
Well, it was a gradual process. There was another time I would say, when yeah. was this? This was roughly about 2014, 15. Uh, in the center of town in Beijing is called San Liton. San okay. Liton. Okay. And uh, there was a kind of a an open plaza, and okay. there was a Brazilian Brazilian capoeira, you know, Brazilian uh, voodoo dancing band. Okay. So okay. you know, or Brazilian martial arts. Sure, sure. So there was there was just some some random event, and I I happened to walk by and see it. So I said, oh, this looks cool. So I was sitting down, you know, having a soda or a coffee or a beer. And there were maybe uh, 40, 50 people, mostly okay. from Brazil, mostly from Brazil. And they were practicing right. their their dancing and playing some music um, okay. on this open plaza. And then all, all of right. a sudden, out of nowhere, about 20 policemen came. To break it up. And that was, you and think, because they were. Uh, I know China increasingly doesn't like. Uh, they're very xenophobic. It's more about religion. It, it, it okay. was more about uh, power and spirit that they're. They're they're afraid of 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 the Christ you know they they're against the Christian religion they're tearing down Buddhist statues too, um, so yeah go after Capoeira too go after the Voodoo gods they don't well, want any other god except the state. I talked with a woman. Uh, this podcast hasn't been released yet. But I talked with a woman who, who from uh, basically the Eastern Bloc, right? She she's from, right. and she said that she thinks that Catholicism had a great deal to do with ending communism in the Soviet Union in the Eastern Bloc, and maybe that's what the Chinese are afraid of. Yeah, any any independent source, the coffee shops, the pubs in the center of town, the, the churches, the knowledge, yeah, even you the, know, the the knowledge the got torn down. The what got torn down? Ago. A Buddhist statue. Yeah. Yeah, they they don't want any religion except the except the state, and they don't want people being able to congregate informally the church the churches have uh there's one the churches have uh cameras in them yeah well that's funny though because in the west uh in america china is thought of as somewhere that's opening up but you're saying the other thing you're saying it's closing down the opening up is old news. Ah, uh, okay. Well, I mean, I'm I'm taking your word for it I mean, because you're, you're yeah, actually no, there. You know. Yeah. Yeah. The opening up, unfortunately, is 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 old news. Passe. And I went to 
I, I went to a talk at the, the a place called the Bookworm in Beijing. Oh. Yeah, the Bookworm was um, right near right in San Leiton, and a, a two-story um, used bookstore, new bookstore had like two rooms, three rooms, and an outside patio, and that was where the expats and the um, sophisticated or open-minded Chinese would hang out, have a hamburger and a beer and a coffee, and go to different events. And there was an author there who talked maybe, uh, I don't know, two, 2016, 15, 17, somewhere in there. And he he couldn't even he could barely get a visa to come back. He had written a book or he was a reporter and he was talking about how it used to swing from opening to closing, opening to closing. And um, the pendulum wasn't swinging back at that time. So it had already been about three or four years of closing and um, it wasn't swinging back. Oh, I see what it you're hasn't. saying. Like not not like the party was hopping, but like, OK, opening and closing of the culture and the situation. Opening so to the West, closing. Yes, a bit yes, 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 yes. I, I see what you're saying. Um. Um, okay, so do you mind? So, um, when you're oh, in, oh, by the way, you go the ahead. Bookworm was the bookworm was one of the last places. Um, I, 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 I had a coffee there, uh, maybe uh, 20, 2017. I had a coffee in, in bookworm, that was the last time I was there. And I'll never be able to go back because it was bricked. It was closed last year. So where it's do one they, of the last yeah. places? So where do they go for for their meals out or their coffees or their beers or whatever? I mean, right. There's still tons of places. It's just that the ones that had been very established, ten, twenty years established as the place to go. Uh, those uh, were closed. So foreigners still go out. I mean, Beijing is hopping. Right. There's there's like there's nightlife and there's foreigners and people manage to have fun. But now you might have to go out to some uh, semi-suburban mall or something and get together. But in the center of town, which is where the seat of government is. The center of town's been cleaned up, so to speak. Right, right, and and that's kind of what they. Uh, I guess I can already hear it now. That that's how they phrase it. We're cleaning up the, the neighborhood. <laughs> the, yeah, the more, getting those dirty yeah. foreign devils out of here. For God's the, sake, the more that changes, the more that stays the same. <laughs> Stanley yeah. Tom Barst gone. I can't blame. In one way, you can't blame them. I mean, to have yeah. a street where you know, people are openly, you know, selling drugs or you know, getting drunk and falling down, you know. But on the other hand, it also affected many local Chinese too. They bricked up many local Chinese businesses and kicked out the migrant workers from the center of town. 
Yes. So it just affect the the yes. the X Yes. Yes. But, but um, I can see their point too, in a way. As far as what? How can you see their point? Well, some some of the things like cleaning up Bar Street. Okay, I can I I get that they they don't want people, you know, carousing and getting drunk. But the bookworm is no one's getting drunk in there. They're they're reading books and talking. So closing that is an obvious, you know, sign. Yes. Yes, yes. Um so how do you So would you be so kind as to tell me how what sort of job you had in in China while you were there or or whatever? Sure, why not? Yeah. So I I I I I did like many many before me and since and I I taught school, which is something I had always wanted to do. There are two types of of educators. There's the type that can't do anything else. <sighs> You know, so they they they, they have they, a coffee, beat their hangover, and go sing and dance with, uh, you know, the kindergarten kids. There's that, but I had always wanted to do it, so I did it for you know years. I did middle school and high school, had some adult clients. All right. And, um, very rewarding. It was very rewarding. In the public schools, there were cameras in the classroom, and they okay. videotaped you, and they watched you. All right. Well, and there that's are topics, I... topics you're not allowed to talk about. You can't talk about Tibet. This is in your contract. Forget about the unspoken things that you you know you're not supposed to talk about. But you can't talk about Tibet or cultural revolution. You know, there's lots of topics that are off the table well what are i mean could you go walk me through would you would you be able to walk me through that the 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 topics off the table well tibet is a is a is is a big one you can't talk about tibet or buddhism you shouldn't talk about religion um there was one one time I showed a a, a video, a cartoon, uh, you know, an a, a Oscar winning cartoon called "The Lost Thing." Uh, okay. Very very adorable little cartoon, and 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 the the moral in the story is about individuality and how difficult it can be to 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 be yourself. And I showed it. I think it was middle school or high school. I forget. And one of my students cried, you know, one of my students, it brought one of my students to tears. So two or three classes later, I'm showing the video again in a different classroom. And uh, the, 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 uh, the Chinese teachers come to the door to, 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 to look at this, which was unusual. And, and I said to one of the teachers, I said, yeah, in another class, one of my students cried over this. And you know what the teacher said, Ben? What's that? 
something. Who cried? <laughs> oh, they wanted like, to know the person, the specific person who did it, who cried, the specific student. Oh, because they were going to go off to a re-education camp or something. Well, just uh, put make a note of that in their file at the at the least. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. I mean, you got to be careful. <laughs> I would imagine. Yeah, but I have, I had, I, I, I was careful, but uh, I felt it was important to. I had like mock elections, you know. Who do you want to vote for? Do you want Trump, Clinton, or Sanders? And I let oh, them I vote. Oh, I see. I see. Right. And I understand that in China they don't have elections at all, even at the local level. Like oh, there's no. What'd you say? Uh, yeah, there's ver there's no elections. Yeah, it's 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 everything's rubber stamped. It's all about the leader. Yeah, yeah. The, the leader, the the president. He he's the only one. Yeah. Yeah. And it's crazy that they can't even move out of the city. Like they, so you're there. You're just in the city. You're you can't get another job in another city you're just sort of there I, I would imagine it kind of bubbles it's like every little city's a simmering pot I would imagine hmm. Hmm. I, think, I, I don't think people feel it that you don't you know yeah. the, the, what I admire about the Chinese what I admire about the Chinese people is their ability to endure suffering and, and difficulty. So I don't think they're simmering. I think they've learned to, uh, you know, hold it in really deep. It's not yeah. simmering. It, they're, they're, it, 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 they, you know, the typical Chinese person has become very accustomed to it. The the safety valve, the the dissident exchange program, the safety valve are the the ones who 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 can afford it. They go to Europe or America or Canada or Australia or Singapore. They get out. They leave. Are they allowed to leave? That's a thought. That's a question. Um, they have been allowed. Now it's difficult because you can't go, you can't go back. Uh, I think for, for a long time, for a long, it's very difficult to go back. Um, for, for a long time, there were exit visas. Ben. There were, you did have to apply for an exit visa, but that was loosened up maybe in the last 10, 15 years. So you don't you don't have to ask permission to leave. You just need the money. And how much money are we talking? How much money are we talking? Well, you know, middle class, upper middle class students. Um, I taught a I taught a class that was. Uh, they were all planning to go to America to college. And they took a, 
a, a, a tour of America and the price was about 5,000 US dollars for a week or 10 days in America. So there are families who can afford that and they can afford the tuition, which is maybe at the low end, might be 10,000 US a year. And, you know, at the high end, you can spend 100,000 for private for the private schools. So that yeah. can give you some. Well, right. I mean, but I can totally see why the the Chinese that come over here, the students that come over here, they're very hard studiers. They study hard because they mm-hmm. want, they want to stay here. I could totally see that. Yeah, some want to stay, some want to come back, go back to China, mm. where, where, where ironically, they don't get the special preference that, that you, would, you would imagine they would get. Having been to school abroad is not, you know, a, a, a free ticket to success. It's it's just getting out the, the the safety valve of of being able to get out. A lot of people in Hong Kong are 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 running for the exits right now, going to uh, Vancouver, England, America. Yeah. yeah That's yeah. a tragedy. I've been to Hong Kong many times. Hong Kong's a great place, and uh, Hong Kong. Gradually, I'd say in the last five years, has been you know slowly taken over by by mainland China. Now it, it's a fa- it's done. It's a done deal. Uh, the national security law came into effect. What was it? 2020 in the summertime, and that's the uh, the final thing. So if you if you're in Hong Kong and you don't uh, sing the Chinese national anthem and show respect for the Chinese flag. That's a crime. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I could see where you'd you'd want to run for the exits. Um, Yeah. Yeah, That's a crime. And it's a shame because Hong Kong was, uh, was a great open friendly and sophisticated uh place open city yeah, yeah really yeah. really and there is heartbreaking yeah i would imagine i would yeah, imagine um, many times yeah um i've heard stories about you know both from a guest or from a couple of guests and you know in other people's podcasts listening i've heard stories about uh, the chinese government on some level uh spying and the level of spying that occurs on just people just regular well, people the problem is is that the, the government kind of owns you. So it's a state, there's something called state-owned enterprises. Okay. Which means that it's owned by the government. And 
some of it is is on paper and some of it is de facto state owned state controlled okay and and people people who work for these companies that it's they don't have a choice the company tells them you have to move to this city and and work at this branch over here and they have no choice but to do it they cannot okay. say no all right. So that's a level of control that's really bad. Yeah. And it's it's not like America where, you know, if your if your company says you have to move from, you know, Maine to Texas and you don't want to, you can find another job. In in China they would, you know, you'd be on a blacklist. It would be hard to get another state owned enterprise job. Yeah. Which is yeah. and and those it's the majority of the either de facto or not like Alibaba didn't Jack Ma disappear for a few yeah months? yeah I think that was a big big uh, news item for a while that we discovered that Jack Ma was a member of the Chinese Communist Party and and all this well, other yeah everyone's a member of the party there's like ninety million people. And and you have to be a party member in order to, to operate. Function. Yeah, the function. Yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah. They they disappeared him for a few months. They certainly yeah. did. But Alibaba officially is not a state-owned enterprise. Right. So that's so it's. But but all of these big companies will have a communist party yeah. uh, minder. Oh, the schools that I had taught at, they also yeah. have a Communist Party official. Yeah. Yeah. And, so and what was that? What was that like? Thing. I mean, what was that Communist Party official like, or what was interacting with that individual like? Well, you don't interact with them. They watch you. <laughs> huh. oh. uh, you know, that's nervous laughter, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, they they watch you. I I I had the pleasure of of having one of them sit in on one of my classes one time. Oh, I bet that was beautiful. Note the sarcasm. Well, you know, <laughs> you you know what was interesting was the woman who hired me to work at that school right. after the Communist Party person sat in on my class. The woman who hired me disappeared for a month or two before she came back. She was gone for a couple of months. What do you think happened there? Just curious. I think they gave her a leave of absence or some kind of warning. I can't imagine that they actually have re-education camps. I, 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 that goes a little too far. Well, I, but, have you not heard of the Uyghur re-education camps, really? Well, yeah, well, for that. But I'm talking about, like, a Beijing, you know, school school director or human resources person. I think they would do something in town in Beijing and just have them go to classes or, uh, you know, say it would be more subtle, a little more subtle. Why the, same, they... the same way, the same, the same way in America, 
if you happen to say the wrong thing in the corporate office, yeah. you might it might be suggested that you go to some sensitivity training. Yeah, but the different okay, sure. And I, I see the conceit, but the difference there is I mean the Chinese government is a Chinese government and Spacely's widgets is Spacely's widgets. <laughs> Right, you can quit your job. And, you can and quit Spacely's. Yeah. You can quit Spacely's widgets, but you can't. You know, just saying. You can't quit. No, you're in the party. There's no getting out. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I get it. I mean, I get the parallel. I I, I get the conceit, but I think the the matter of degree is very very stark. You know what I'm saying? I want. Yeah, I once asked a, a, a I once asked a student, you know, tell me about the Communist Party. Okay. And the student told the student told me that it was it was it's a private club. It's like a club. Oh wow. And yeah, but That's you, a it, it, fascinating it, way to think about it. Yeah, it's a club. Um, there was another, another, uh, just a little off tangent. There was a billboard I saw in Shanghai one time that I also asked my students about. And the billboard had a picture of the president and uh, some writing in Chinese, which I couldn't read. And it looked pretty militaristic. So I asked the students, and this is in the center of Shanghai. Yeah. I asked students, um, what does that billboard say? And they told me the billboard says we will stay strong and defeat the enemy who is the enemy so i asked who is that's, the enemy that's exactly what i asked them that's what yeah. i asked them yeah. and, and they 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 try to laugh it off and say nah nah it's it's just a joke you know nobody takes it seriously it's just a joke but somebody, but, I, but i think but somebody must I think they were I I feel that they were just uh trying to you know calm yes. me down and change the subject. Yes. Yes, I totally I totally I I, I understand. Yes. Um Jesus. And these were students who wanted to get out. This was a college prep class. These were it was a small Yes. You know, class of students that were yes. getting ready to go abroad. Yes. And they probably just didn't want me to be spooked. Yes. Yes. Um, I, I, Because I'm a historian by training, and because I'm also of the school of thought that geography... Etc. Climate, etc. Plays into, I, I guess, the milieu of a city. Um, okay, that's yeah, a good theory. It, it is, and I'm not the only one that has it. <laughs> I was given that theory. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't invent it. Um, no, but, sir. Um, but um, I, I've heard of Beijing, of course. Right. I know it's in China, but where uh, is it? A, also, okay, is, so, it, yeah. is it a hilly city? Is it a, a 
a flat city? Is it on the water? Is it on the coast? I mean, okay, I, good, good question. They're, they're, okay, so if you're coming in from, uh, you know, you picture uh, if you're on a boat, you've got uh, you're you're coming in, you pass Japan, and then you pass uh, southern part of Korea, and then okay. you make a, a right turn. So now Korea is on your right. And you go up a little bit, and then you make a left turn, and you go to a city called Tianjin, which used to be a concession of, in the 1870s, 1900s, it was a concession. I think the Russians, the British, the Americans all had a piece of Tianjin yes. Uh, yes. As, as concessions. And then Tianjin has the river, and if you go upriver well, uh, from uh, Tianjin... Hang on, hang on. I'm sorry. What's the name of the river? A, What's the name of the river? I don't know the name of the river, but as you go up the river, you'll see the Astor Hotel. Oh, the, oh wow. You know, okay. the rich yes. Astor family built a hotel in the yes. center of Tianjin. Yes. And if you go a little bit further up the river, you, you will get to the edge of Beijing. So Tianjin is about an hour's drive from Beijing. And so Beijing is almost a port city. It's almost a port city. Okay, okay. Explain that. But, almost a port city. What, what does almost mean? Yeah, because really there's no, the port's not there. The port is, you know, a half hour, 45 minute drive away. Okay, in, okay. In Tianjin. And Beijing itself is uh, in the desert. It's very dry. Huh. There are mountains, you know, the Great Wall, the pictures that you've seen of the Great Wall, that's about uh, a 20, 30-minute, 45-minute drive from the center. Okay, so okay. So if you drive out a little bit, you'll you'll get to the mountains. But the city proper is just flat, dry desert. All right. And uh, the, mount, the, the mountains make a bowl. You know, and that's how you get that pollution, that famous pollution. Yes. Yeah. Exercising your lungs. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to give the lungs something to fight, I suppose. That's, yeah, it's a great town for that. Excellent. Says, says the guy with asthma. <laughs> yeah, it's an That's excellent here. town. So people, you know, so anyone with any money and any nice hotel will have a indoor air purifier. Okay. And okay. Uh, do battle with the do battle with the, the pollution now. The one. horrendous pollution. Um the horrendous pollution. Yeah, that's because they burn coal. The 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 government promised everyone uh heat, free heat. So every every building in Beijing and many buildings through China, all the apartment buildings have free heat. And so that's a lot of coal that has to get burned every winter. And that's why the pollution is so bad. Um, okay. Beijing, never been there, obviously. I've never been there. Uh, is it cold in I like Oh, yeah. Beijing, when I first got there, man, Beijing was like, I felt it was like the coolest town in the world. No, no, cold before, in the winter. Is it, is it? I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. Cold in yeah, the no, winter. That, I was talking socially, but in as far as weather goes, yeah, it's freezing in the wintertime. 
Yeah, it's cold. It's it doesn't snow that much because it's so dry, but it's very cold. Okay. And the summer, it's very hot. Same thing. It it doesn't have very good weather at all. You know, spring and fall might last a, a month. You know, the good weather will last like a month, but it's either usually very hot or very cold. Okay. And and Shang, Shanghai is humid and uh, doesn't have the same uh, cold winter. And maybe that's why Shanghai is a little more open. And then when you go down to the south, uh, Shenzhen and Hong Kong are tropical, never snows, always warm. And uh, that's where Deng Xiaoping came from, Guangzhou, the south. So that's always been more uh, traditionally more liberal and more open than than Beijing in the north. Has it always been that way? My knowledge of history only goes back, you know, maybe to the to nineteen forty nine. A little ways. A little ways. I get it. I get it. I get it. And all of that when modern China started 70 years ago. Yeah. Um, and they went, you know, they went through the famine, right? They had some really, oh, yeah. it's actually amazing what they've accomplished in, you know, as, as a nation from like maybe 1980 to now is, is it, it is amazing. You know, you, they had nothing. You, they started yeah. with nothing. Yeah. Can you talk and, about and now? I mean, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. I mean, and, and now and, you're right. Go ahead. Well, like you're right, though. It's um, it is amazing to think about that they started. I mean, the Great Famine. Um, and of course, I think America had something to do with that. The Great Famine was caused by uh, collectivism. Mao decided that it was a, a smart thing to, uh, you know, have collective farms and, and, and things yeah. like that. And well, he, he asked people to burn their to, to bring their their pots and pans to melt down to increase steel production. I mean, he he I, you know he did he made a lot of mistakes. So well, I wasn't I, yeah, I wasn't saying that Mao uh, or that the U.S. caused the Great Famine. Mm. They I didn't help either. Out I think, of the Great Oh, they didn't. Okay. Yeah. It, so so fast forward to 1972, the opening. You know, yeah. Kissinger, Nixon, Mao. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That that's when it started. Yeah. That's when the opening started. Okay. The beginning. And so that's and when I'd the... say that, that I, my theory, Ben, yes. is that that was cor- corporations wanting to uh, offshore manufacturing for profit. I don't think I don't think China was I don't think being nice to China was the idea. I think increasing profit margin. Even back in 72, you think they were 
thinking about offshoring manufacturing and things like that. The post-industrial service economy, right? Wow. Yes. Yes. Because it take it takes time, and then by the '90s, you know, they were shipping factories, complete factories, over to China during the '90s. Yes. Yes. I remember that. I do. Um, Everything closed in America. Terrible. And now that's why I originally wanted to see. I wanted to go over there and see for myself. What is this about? You know. Yeah. Were were you a journalist in America or something like that, or just a curious person? Um, I've always been. I'm an autodidact. Oh yes. Yes, yeah. I can tell you're smart. Um, Thank you. One of the one of the terrible things <laughs> that happened in the Cultural Revolution in the '60s was the intellectuals were, if not killed, they were they were you know put into such a position that they didn't have children. Yes. You know, it was life was made really difficult for for intellectuals, for artists, for thinkers, for anyone who opposed the system you know who who was who could think critically right exactly and so that lack of that lack of critical thinking is 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 what's 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 held china back and what allowed china to fall back into you know the authoritarianism that it's that it's in now yes 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 you know, people just can't can't crit- but there are protests all the time and people do protest yes. you know it takes a lot of balls but they do it so do you think now earlier you had said uh and i i can't remember if you said this to me now or over email or whatever but you you had said that you think the whole world is living under a global authoritarianism I guess right, that, because I, because yeah. Ch- China was the China was the first, so they had the uh, the the that ID card and the face scanning, and you cannot go from place to place without showing your ID on the high speed rail or your face being scanned, and and now that's being attempted to being introduced all over the world. Um, the uh, the green code for your health that everyone in china has that app and you know maybe it's green because you're healthy or maybe it's green because you're in the party <laughs> we don't know or maybe it turns red because you you you're you're not feeling well or maybe it turns red because you 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 know you you did something the party didn't want done yeah you, you won't know for sure I mean, in terms of American politics, right, in terms of American politics, I I find myself, okay, I, I see where they're coming from, where certain businesses and whatever are coming from with the COVID passports or the COVID, I don't know what they want to call it, but sort of this documentation that you can prove do you know what do you know what covid stands for 
uh, uh, I, uh, yes. As, uh, as, 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 an, as an acronym? It's a medical term. Uh, no, no, as an acronym. What does it stand for as an acronym? A certificate of Vaccination ID. Uh, I think it stands for something else, but okay. Um, but what I, okay, let me just say I'm, what I was going to say. I'm pretty sure that I'm right, unfortunately. Okay. I don't want to be right, man. All right. Well, let me just say what I was going to say, and let me just say okay. what I was going to say. It's your show. And then you kind of comment on that or not. But what I was going to say was, I get where these businesses are coming from as far as you want to make sure that people are vaccinated for for coronavirus. Okay. But at the same time, in my state where I live, for example, it's becoming apparent that you have about half of the state that simply never thought coronavirus is real. Okay. Um, and you don't want to, I mean, I don't want to set up a society of these vaccinated people and not, and just a whole lot of non-vaccinated people that are just never able to, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to set up second class. In terms of, in terms of the, 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 the way it's done in China, where you would have a red code or a green code. Yeah, I don't want to green travel. Yeah. And if you're red, you can't. Exactly. I don't want to set that up. But, you know, even though I'm a vaccinated person and whatever. <laughs> you know. Well, that's the Chinese. The Chinese system is it, a, a lot of people... A lot of le- so-called leaders all over the world are, seem to be uh, admiring it. I guess after a fashion, sure. Um, I guess so. Yeah, there's no, there's. You tell them what to do. You tell them where to live, where to work, what to think. You control their internet. And uh, when when you tell someone to move cross country to to a town they've never been to before, yeah, they'll do it. I'll tell you one thing. I think you're right about about that. When I use uh when I use the Tor browser to go overseas and to read the news overseas, I notice the news is different than if I use Google, right? I noticed the news is different and I don't know, <laughs> you know, uh, well, yeah, know. well, there's different search engines, mm-hmm. you know, I, you can use it. There's, there's, there's a couple, there's someone called pre-search, there's Yandex, there's Bing, you know, there's, there's uh, other ways to, 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 to look for, yeah. for information. I use uh quant, which is a uh, Q. Oh, that's another good. Yeah, I use yeah, Quant, and I like Quant as far as uh, that's uh, Q W A N T people. Uh, but uh, I, I like Quant as, as long as I know where I'm going, right? If you don't know where you're going on Quant, you're not going to get there. <laughs> yeah, the control of information is very, uh, you know, that's yeah. 
like it's almost the, like Google the, the is smarter. Start- it's almost like Google is smarter than you, <laughs> basically. Well, the people in charge, you know, of of of, of society want mm. uh, want to control the flow of information. On That's, that, it's always. Way. Yeah, on that we agree. Um in in general. But I, I beg the it begs the question from for me. Um you seem like somebody if I could nail you down on a spectrum politically, you seem like a libertarian. So Oh, what, that's very accurate. Yeah. Well, I you know, I'm a political theorist. I have a sick yeah, hobby. I'm a political here. theorist. Uh, yeah, but I don't. I don't agree with closing down public libraries and a couple of other things that are that are actually part of the libertarian official libertarian uh, agenda. But yeah, a warm-hearted uh, libertarian. Okay. So here is my question. Let me let me ask you this question, then, sir. Um. Okay. Here you are, this libertarian. Why on earth do you want to go to China? <laughs> well, yeah, I wanted to go because I wanted to see what it was like. And and the other thing was I wanted yeah. to share those libertarian ideas with the young students and I was a, and the adults and I yeah. was able to do that. You know, middle school, high school, yeah. um, it was, and, and the adults. One, 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 one man told me. One of my students told me. An older man, he was talking English to relax, to, to get a different, to to get a different mindset. Yeah, to relax. That's funny. To have That's, a different yeah. mindset, a different point of view. So, Sean, the. Uh... The libertarian evangelist going to China. <laughs> uh, oh boy! It was a great. Yeah, there was one one time. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was great. I think it was great. I I reached a few of the students, and that was enough. One time I showed uh, the funeral. Do you remember when Steve Jobs died? I I. They had a, they had yes. a funeral at. Yes. And uh, I, I didn't pick it out of the air. You know, I had a sheet, you know, the school gave me a sheet of uh, a list of, of topics to cover. And one of the topics was Steve Jobs or Apple. So, hell, OK. So I, I showed <laughs> part of the video of the uh, of the, you know, the ceremony. And one of my students said, well, they we never do anything like that here in China. Something like that would never happen. Why not? Well, probably because only the only the president. There's only one guy who would get that kind of attention. You know, it's the president. There's yeah. nobody else. So it's like a one man state, a one party state. Yeah. And but it's an example of why I went. I went to reach people. Like that, you know, to to yeah. to open open minds. Yeah, I see that. I see that. Um, and that was a lot of fun. And I would suggest that other people do it because <laughs> I'm funny. finished with it. It's funny because I would say that I'm 
at least as far as American politics go, I would venture to say I'm to the left of you. You know, to the left of you. That, that's, so, yeah. I would not want to go to China for anything. I, I, I don't even want to have a Chinese phone. <laughs> I don't even like using Zoom. You know, um, well, yeah, no, there was plenty, plenty about plenty, you know, there's plenty about China that was 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 difficult, you know, but know. but in but in, in the end, it was very rewarding. Yeah, yeah. You know, my hats off, my hats off to you, sir. Uh, you, you did something I wouldn't want to do for all the money in the world. Well, I, I felt like it was my service to actually, if not my country, to the ideals of America. Well, Sean, I've had a fascinating talk. Um, and if you feel I'm, I'm glad. if you feel safe enough to come back on, I would love to have you. 